Welcome back to Bike Race Weekly. I'm your host, Ryan Gerard, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Rick Runewald. Ryan, what's up? How's it going? Good, good. Um, it's been a while. Uh, I have been super busy, so I mean, it's it's. I think I said in the last episode, so it's completely on me that hey. we haven't been getting these out. Um, not much longer though, and as soon as you know it's over, we'll we'll probably really jump back into this. It's okay, man. We're amateur podcasters, you know. We're not getting paid for this, so uh, life ebbs and flows. So we're just gonna have to flow with it. Am I right? There you go. There exactly. you go. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, mainly what we've been doing in the last couple of weeks because it's been a while it has been a little bit the sun is coming out the weather in the midwest is getting i wouldn't say nice but it's getting better we're uh we're getting pretty consistently to the wisconsin spring of 50s 60s definitely nice enough to start working out and riding outside which has been fantastic um but we're still in spring so i don't know about you ryan but i definitely have been enjoying some of the sun been going out for some rides outside not zwift which is great not that i still not that i don't like zwift but you gotta do you still mix have it up. zwift still have zwift you still do do you race still, still yeah yeah i did some zwift racing this week um i've been enjoying it still i do like it quite a lot um i like the uh yeah it's and you know what something that we didn't really plan on talking about something that grinds my gears i'm gonna jump into my grinds my gears segment right now all right there you go you know what grinds my gears is the bots that jump that people run in swift races which is so frustrating and you know i understand that they get removed wait, wait before you go on the bots that rick's talking about here is that they're pretty much just set at 400 watts and they yeah. just sit on the front they have a fake profile picture of a world tour cyclist which is hilarious that that even that level of effort is put into these bots because they're not going to get flagged regardless oh um i don't know so yeah 400 lost. watts on yeah. the front you, yeah. you probably have a better understanding of what they actually are. oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've raced with quite a, quite a few um sometimes they actually so i don't like it i'll, I'll set that out first but yeah. sometimes they do work it well in the favor that it keeps like a race fast so if you're trying to like more so have do a fast race or like a hard race for like a training aspect mm-hmm. like it's a guaranteed way to have a good workout and typically if you sit in the group Um, it's not that hard and the pace will be pretty fast and the uphills will be slower because people are more tired during the climbs and the bots aren't the bots are modulating their power so they're they're doing 400 on the flats 400 up the hills 400 down the hills and it's it's frustrating because they blow up the race in that you know i've done races where it's just whoever can stay with the bot the longest ends up winning the race. Yeah. So that's kind of like my issue with it is that, you know, it just changes the dynamic of the race. You make a good point. Oh, it is good training. Right? Well, typically in like a bot. Yeah. Like in an, in an A race, the ones I've done with bots, it's always like ev- everyone pretty much stays with it. And yeah. it's always like just stay behind the bot. Like people aren't going to try to fight it, you know? Yeah. And it's just a. Which I, sucks because then you, you don't actually get like the race aspect. It's yeah. more of like we have a um pacer it's like we have a a pace car yeah we have a pace person whoever can stay in the pace car yeah so i i think for me that's just been kind of like on my mind because a lot of the racing and i still have been doing a lot of racing it's been it's been kind of ruined even maybe more than it has been in the past by a lot of bots just being in these races so maybe it's something that i'm just noticing more of maybe it's something that's been a, a an increasing trend but yeah, sorry. I don't know how I no, really I'm actually glad you, I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because um, Zwift just put out a uh, update on their anti-cheat. Oh, um, yeah. 
I wouldn't even call it an anti-cheat. It's actually, I, I personally think it's a yeah. step backwards. And to preface this, like Ryan and I do play first-person shooters. We play online video games yeah. that, you know, do provide some kind of anti-cheat software. And when you look at what is the standard for most, you know, competitive video games, it is pretty high. You know, they definitely err on the side of even potentially banning or kicking out people that have uh, fraud-like behavior. And it's typically uh, like the anti-cheats will look what programs are going on in the background of yeah. your computer, or your desktop. And that's typically how they find it because they, they have like a set list of the different cheating software. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess that since Zwift is not like a super popular like cheating thing, there's probably only one or two types of cheating software. Right. Probably an emulator that's used to replicate the power. Yeah. Right. So and sorry, I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off, Ryan. Yeah. So g- tell us a little bit about what Zwift implemented to, yeah. to, to um, battle these cheaters. To fight cheating, they took away weight and power and weight from Zwift Power. Yeah, otherwise known as Z Power. Z Power, if you're in the so, game. So the way that you would find if someone was cheating, you know, you could go look at their height, weight, power, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, this guy is 50 years old, severely overweight. But has a 6.0 watt per kilogram. Right. It's like, ah, yeah, I don't think so. Right. And that's when you tend to flag riders or you tend to report riders or you tend to. Or you can look at, you know, they're doing six watts per kilogram at 110 beats per minute. I think right. they're probably cheating. Right. Um, and they took that away. That's, I mean, that's how you find out if someone's cheating. First off, do they have a Zwift Power account? Typically, right. if they don't have a Zwift Power account, it's a, you know, it's a pretty obvious thing that they're cheating. Yeah. Um, but also too, like you can look at it and compare the results. It's like, huh, all their other results, they're doing normal power and normal heart rate, but today they they did five watts per kilogram for an entire hour. Amazing. It was Z two for them. Yeah, they um, had a good day. So they eliminated their reasoning was to uh, eliminate like harassment. But the, see, the problem which is, is ridiculous to me because if you're being that, harassed yeah. for it, I'm gonna go ahead and guess you're probably not being honest. So here is my big problem with this: is that it's the way that it's phrased as an update is that it is a a remedy for cheating and it's going to help cheating. The way I'm reading into this is that people are probably getting harassed, like you mentioned, for having this insane watt per kilogram on Z power, which is typically if you have Z power, it's because you don't have a setup that's that's you know very expensive. Oh yeah, you're probably not that well invested into Zwift. You don't have a power meter. You don't have a smart trainer. You you have you know a, a dumb trainer with a cadence sensor. So right there, that's a red flag. If you're doing six watts. Of per kilogram and you have Z power, it's a little fishy, right? Um, so I, I think the way I'm reading into this is that people Zwift, their customer service probably gets a lot of complaints from racers that, hey, this person does an unrealistic power and they did like 110 beats a minute, like you said, Ryan. That's ridiculous. I feel like Zwift is trying to just hide those results. They're trying to like make it easier on their customer service, whoever's handling a lot of these complaints. They're trying to remove the complaints or the ability to complain without actually fixing the problem, which is these people that are riding at unrealistic powers at Z power. Now I get the whole idea of Z power, which is giving anybody the ability to Zwift. 
and that's totally fine. I think it's really cool. But I think at some point you need to start kind of limiting your racing to either people that if you have Z power, you've got to make sure that it's pretty accurate or you're not riding in unrealistic power zones, or maybe you can't ride a category races on Z power. You know what I mean? But, well, you'd think that the answer to this, so a two-part thing, I'm going to address sure. the harassment and uh, the the racing. Um, harassment, just do what pretty much every other game has done, just eliminate commenting. Or like Even in-game Zwift, why do we need to chat to each other in Zwift? Just allow for... Um, oh, see, I kind of like that, but I'll uh, let you go. I'll let I was going to say, do what, like, like in Rocket League, you mm-hmm. have preset things you can say. You know, yeah. you have a whole list of things. You set that up to different, you know, buttons on your keyboard or in the companion app, and that's all you do. Yeah. To be honest, I, I mean, maybe it's just me. I, I've always thought the the text thing, like talking to other people, has been kind of like one of those things that, like, it's meaningless. Unless, and I would say, unless like you you have them on your friends list, you should be allowed to talk to your friends. Yeah. Well, and, and you know what? I don't even think. But yeah, if, just, if there's my thing is sure. just just remove talking to other people. Right. You know? I, I don't think there's a lot of harassment that goes on in the race while you're racing. You can comment on other people's races, right? And I think that's probably where, if there's any harassment, that's probably where it but comes in. But then that's in, right? Strava's problem. I, I well, you mean Zwift? Can you see other? I don't think you can comment on other people's rides in Zwift. You can, yeah. You can. You can, yeah. Oh. You can comment on races, at least I know. Oh, okay. And I didn't know that. I, you know, I guess I'm not looking at what Zwift is looking at in terms of like, you know, what kind of users are commenting on what. I find it hard to believe that you get a, you get a lot of people that are commenting on um, strange performances that don't have some kind of like good justification for it, right? If I've, if somebody rides at four watts per kilogram and, and wins a race or something, like, I mean, I, I I don't think that person's getting harassed. If somebody rides at seven watts per kilogram and is 62 years old, that person might be getting harassed. But to be frank, I mean, I think that's probably a pretty big red flag. And I don't understand Zwift's perspective that like they're trying to end harassment. I, I just don't see it at least. But maybe they might be looking at something else. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think it's just like even addressing like a problem like that i feel like it doesn't really address the problem i think something like right. eliminate commenting that's or eliminate in-game right. chat and just set like preset things in chat like i don't think yeah. the the chat feature would change at all if you had to use preset things no um, i don't you know oh, I, also racing uh my thing with racing is they should make racing super strict i was just gonna say the same thing zwift is for everybody racing is where you start to get I'm not saying uh, exclusionary, but where you get, start to get strict at least, where you know, like people are investing their their fitness into this uh, this racing, right? They're setting aside time in their day. It's not like Call of Duty, where if I get into a bad lobby, I can just get into another lobby and it's different. You know, if I have you know a hard workout that I'm going to do, that's going to be a race. I can't just do that every single day. Sure, people do, I, I guess, but um, I'm setting aside time to do that. I think Zwift should move in more of a direction of we want to make sure this is legitimate. We want to kick out cheaters and really punish people that are, you know, disrespecting our rules. And I feel like with this recent update, it's moving in the other direction where they're trying to just make racing, you know, like maybe a little bit more lighter, taking away the ability for people to like potentially call out cheating, 
So yeah, I, I totally agree. It should be more strict because yeah. it's it's just a different it's, vibe than people just riding around on Zwift, which is for everybody. Yeah, especially for the lower categories. You know, I watched Anna like race in like D's and yeah. like uh first place, second place, third place did like four point five watts those, per kilogram. And those people should be they should have a ban. They should. You should have a, uh, hey, if you did four watts per kilogram and you did a D race, I'm sorry, you can't go on Zwift. You can't yeah. race. You can't race on Zwift for a week. And it's just like, it's so easy to just say, like, if your account says four watts per kilogram or four, like, above four watts per kilogram, you have to do A's. Yeah. If you don't want to race in A's, we have tons of group rides for you right. that are essentially races. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you have that like if i don't want to do an a race today i'll do a b group ride because right. that doesn't matter exactly yeah well it i should say it does matter it but is. it's just different it's it doesn't have that like intensity and clearly if you don't want to race in your category you're not looking for the intensity if you're trying to race in a lower category than you are you're looking for an easy way you're looking to beat up on people that yeah. are that are not as fast as you you want yeah. an ego booster you want an ego booster exactly and I, yeah but they, yeah they have the group rides for for that that, right. that's why they have group rides yeah there's got to be some kind of enforcement you know if you look at again i i know we make comparisons to other video games but zwift is a video game it is through plain, and through plain it's a video simple. game through and through it is if you look at so what is the what is a video game in the racing sphere where you have to pay some kind of monthly subscription to good example would be iRacing for those that don't know we've talked about it a little bit before iRacing is a race simulation game much like zwift is a cycling race simulation game where people are paying a monthly fee to get on iRacing. They have to buy cars, buy tracks, much like for cycling, you've got to buy your equipment, right? You got to buy your trainer, you got to buy your bike. And what happens in iRacing when somebody uh, intentionally crashes into other drivers, drives recklessly, sandbags, makes it a bad experience for other drivers, what does iRacing do? They will just kick that person out it's very strict because very they strict. want legitimate racing right so that's i think what we're getting at here is um you know i think zwift has done a great job of opening up cycling and indoor training to a lot of people and there's so many aspects of that game that continue to be open and welcoming welcoming to other people mm -hmm. but when you start to get into the competitive side and when you start to have people that are investing like a lot of time and money into into e-racing and racing online I think our point is that you've got to start maybe like making that fence a little taller, like making yeah. those restrictions a little bit more serious. And for people that are ruining others' experiences, like other other developers, other game companies, they do not tolerate that. Ubisoft, EA, Activision, they kick people out that are cheaters. Like they don't let them just back into the game. Oh, I mean, you want to get back in the game? Great. Well, you've got to make a whole other account. At least make it harder for people to, you know, make new accounts and mm -hmm. start trying to get back into the game. I think that's yeah. our point. You know, it's like that's our rant for the day. That's our rant for the day. I don't think we even anticipated on ranting about that, but it was just on the top of my mm -hmm. head. So I'm like, you know, let's get into it. And I'll touch real quick. I don't want to like jump across too much or um, keep the, keep the topic rolling for too much. I think we've beaten it. But um, it's really great that we have things like uh, Project Echelon's like RGT racing. Yeah, unfortunately, absolutely. I have not had the opportunity to do their new race league. Um, I've just been gotta, too busy. Yeah, I got to look into this. I'm definitely planning on doing some more RGT races with the Echelon Race mm -hmm. League. But that is a good point, Ryan. Like that, if you do want a better experience, if you want a, 
I would say, uh, I would say a, a more legit experience. A more legitimate experience. In, in terms of like, I'm investing my my time and this is going to be a, an experience that um, is made for people that are interested in yeah. racing and want a serious competitive environment. The RGT Echelon Race League, uh, that's going to be the way to do it. I, I think Zwift, again, I, the emphasis is just not on racing there. Um, and I've really been seeing that over the last couple of weeks now that I've, you know, just been doing a lot of racing. So yeah, that's a, I think that's a rant and that's our also solution. Cause there you go. You know, we're all about providing yeah. different solutions and different perspectives. We right? got ideas. We got ideas. We're idea men. We're big, big brain guys. Yeah, big brain guys. Yeah. So Ryan, I know we talked a little bit about this too before you have been super busy with yeah. life in general. Mm-hmm. So, and I know a lot of our listeners too, like, you know, most of us are average people. We are average bike racers. We're average athletes and we live busy, but also average lives. How, how have you been doing? Have you been uh, able to kind of balance everything in your life? Have you stopped training? Are you just becoming a couch potato that can't handle any exercise anymore? I'm interested to hear what's going on. So I've been thinking about this like a lot recently. Okay. So, um, you know, just to recap, uh, I talked about it before, but I have just a big uh, IT certification coming up that I've pretty much been just been dedicating all my free time to um, for the past few weeks. And especially once I scheduled the exam, because it does cost uh, a good amount of money to even sit for the exam. Uh, I've been dedicating all my free time to it. And so I had to put a lot of things on. I wouldn't even say on pause, but you know, I, I have my A priority and my B priority. Sure. Um, right now, B pri- my B priority is training. Mm-hmm. My A priority your C priority is your fiance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, a priority. <laughs> Sorry, D priority. <laughs> the cats. <laughs> a priority is the exam. Uh, so, so my life right now is really just work, train, study, sleep, and I really haven't had any time. To do anything else besides that and that's why um this the you know the podcast is kind of taking a hit for like you know putting out episodes rick put out the great um single episode last week check that out if you haven't um but but yeah that i mean i have been focusing mostly on my my studying uh and because of that i've really been focusing on like balancing um, my mental f- fatigue and my physical t- fatigue. And what I've been really finding with how, how much I've been pushing f- towards like studying and stuff is that my mental fatigue has risen like a lot. And actually my physical f- fatigue and how I've been structuring my training has actually been really great. Like I feel great, but um, mentally I feel very drained just because of going from work, especially because like, uh, work, work has been pretty busy recently. So, you know, you're thinking all day long, focusing on that. And then you train for two hours and then you just jump into studying for the rest of the night, you know, and you go to bed like very mentally fatigued. And I think it's just something very new, like the mental fatigue and how it does affect training and where it really has affected me is like, trying to mentally get through a workout, I didn't realize how much strain that actually puts you on. Cause there's, there was days where I do like a really hard bike or a really hard run or swim where it's like, you have to like mentally push yourself through. Like, do you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, your burn, your brain is the, the largest consumer of carbohydrate in your body yeah. too. So if you think about, you know, the same fuel that you use for muscles, it's also used for your brain. And I think everybody, 
has had those Mondays where they come into work, big weekend of riding, big weekend of training, and they're absolutely gassed. And it's not a physical tired, but you know, it's just like everything you do is a little bit slower, right? So now in your situation, I think that's a good way to put it is that you feel slower. You are, and and you don't feel you are slower, right? Your, your brain has got to recover a little bit and get juiced back up along with your body. So now, you know, what you've done is, uh, you've kind of amplified that mental strain as well. And I think what you're, you know, just based on like the way you're describing it is like, you know, you're just, I think just making a conscious effort to be sure that you're investing enough time. It's not even like you know, ditching training. It's just like, you know, you've got to invest enough time into something that's very mentally consuming, which is your, your CCNA exam and, and kind of moving forward in that direction. And I think the way that you like approach training too is, is very good because, you know, if you think about your priorities in life, they're all plates and everybody's heard like the, you know, plates that are spinning on your fingers. Right. And, you know, you can have the, you can have the, the perspective of like, well, I'm going to try to keep them all equal all times of the year. And then all your plates go this exact same speed and you never really achieve anything great in any of those aspects of your life because you're just so focused on keeping it completely balanced, right? But then, you know, I think for you right now, you're really focused on one plate. So you're spinning it really fast and that's your, your work life and your, um, your success of like, you know, trying to like learn new skills and get the sport exam. But then I think you've done a great job too, which is what you've talked about, kind of minimizing some of your training where you're not letting a plate fall off and just completely going by the wayside, right? You know, I think you'd be a little bit frustrated, maybe do a little bit better on your exam if you just completely let training go, right? Because then after that exam's done, all right, ready to get back into training, I'm ready to get going again, and you're starting from like zero. And I don't know if anybody's taken like a significant amount of time off, but dude, it hurts to get back into training, especially even if you've only taken like a month, maybe month or two where you don't do any training at all. I've never taken a month or two to do nothing. Well, you haven't, but like... <laughs> I think the <laughs> most I've done is like a week going on vacation and I come back feeling awful. Well, yeah. And, and think about that, how like you feel bad after a week, right? And I, I've had periods where not necessarily because I was trying to do something else, but where I just like kind of got burnt out. So I stopped training for a while. And dude, you come back and it's insane how much you can lose by just not keeping any training going, right? Even if you're doing like three hours a week, you always think like, oh, I'm just getting so slow. But those three hours can just keep your training going. That's And that's kind of all you need to do, right? Mm-hmm. All you're trying to do right now is keep your training going. Yeah. So in this is kind of where um, I kind of put it into how it really applies to a lot of people that are going through moments of like mental strain, whether it be, you know, work, family, um, if you're in college studying, uh, what, what I've found to really help me is, you know, first off, uh, figure out what, what type of training do you need to do? You know, I'm going to be doing triathlon. I have a race in June, the end of June. And so I had to think to myself, okay, what, what kind of training is going to most benefit my race coming up? And so in triathlon, it's holding high amounts of power for a long period of time. And so I said, okay, let's scrap pretty much every type of workout besides holding power for a long time. Wait, really, really quick, just a a little side tangent. When you're, when you're thinking about minimizing some of your training time and really focusing on like the important stuff, what tends to be like the first thing that you, let's say like you scrap, What what is like the, if you're looking at a cake yeah, yeah, and it's like, all right. What do I got to have? Well, I got to have the base. I got to have 
the flour and the actual like meat of the cake what is what is the um what is the candle that you're taking off yeah so um i think it's definitely time so like the the total time is what i'm scrapping so the first thing i should say is i'm limiting myself to one hour of exercise a day so an hour of total accumulated workouts so typically that's a half hour run half hour swim in a day mm-hmm. and then an hour bike in another day um and i do that for about six days a week so when I look at, okay, how do I want to structure my, my week? It's for the bike. It's typically let's do two hard rides and then like an easier ride. Mm. Those hard rides are kind of what, what I'm, what the most tough was like, okay, how do I structure these hard rides? So I don't burn myself out, but I still get as much value out of it as I can. Yeah. You can't go to the, you you know, you want to get like good training, but you can't necessarily go to the well. And I think too, sometimes, um, when, especially like you kind of limit a little bit of your training time and you have just not as much, you know, fewer sessions and less time as well. The natural inclination is to like absolutely murder yourself Mm -hmm. on every session. Yeah. And like, that's not necessarily productive. You're kind of scaling back every aspect of it, which Mm -hmm. also means the time that you're necessarily spending at like intensity or, you know, like you, those, those three sessions are hard. Well, for you hours, right? Those three, those, all those hours are hard, but you're also sprinkling in some time to like, you know, rest and kind of recover between them. Yeah. And so those hard workouts, um, are mostly structured on like, okay, so I want to focus on holding as high power as I can for a longer period of time. What does that look like? Uh, so I'm starting with let's, let's do workouts that maintain FTP or close to FTP because that's what you're going to be racing and that's what i want to do is is improve how long can i hold higher amounts of power Mm -hmm. so let's do that let's see how i feel um and then doing these workouts the one thing that i have noticed in the way i um take a step back is as soon as i get to that point where it becomes a mental strain i dial it back because where, that's where a, you've got to like really dig, dig to deep. like hold yeah. yourself there. Yeah. And save that for the race, right? It's not even, it's actually um, different. It's not saving yourself for the race. It's so that I have the mental capacity mm-hmm. to then get off the bike and then study for two hours. Yeah. Because I found that if I kind of bury myself and leave everything, you know, in the workout, I go and sit down in my computer to study yeah. and I'm just like, I can't even think right now. Yeah. You know, so I, 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 um, I tone it back as soon as I get to that point. I'm like, mm. I'm going to finish the workout. I'm going to finish it strong. I'm, but I may need to dial back just a little bit. Yeah, 100%. and then and then I do that for the next. Uh, or actually, so I'll do three bike workouts, and two of the sessions will be similar to that. It's let's hold power. You know, it's really all I'm trying to do is just hold power. And the other one will be typically an easier hour long, just continuous ride. Yeah. Um, my runs will be. Uh, kind of similar to the 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 bikes, to be honest, because it's only thirty minutes. Let's hold high pace for long periods of time. So sure. today I did over unders of like race pace tempo, race pace tempo, and that's how I did the thir- full thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. So which was a which is good for racing because it gives me that shock value. Um, we were talking about this just before this is uh, when you go into a race, you know. And you haven't done those like race simulation workouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a huge shock to your system to yeah. to push. So I want to incorporate kind of race simulation paces where it's not like you're doing a race, but it's just like let's hold race pace for a little bit of time and then back off. 
100%. and then race pace yeah. for a little bit of time then back off just so your body knows it and gets becomes familiar with it yeah no that's that's a good way to do it and every type every type of racing is uh you know it has that kind of like specific like race pace style workout you know for you you're kind of doing those like over unders that you're going to be hitting when you're doing your triathlons you know if you're doing crit racing you know a great race pace style workout to Again, just get your body like a little bit acclimated as maybe some 30-30s where you're just splitting up those sets and just doing high power, low power, high power, low power. So yeah, you're you're just really focusing on the meat of the cake, mm-hmm. right? Like what do you actually yeah. need for this race? And it's like, all right, well, let's focus on the, the workouts that actually simulate a lot of the effort yeah. that you're going to be doing there. And you know, you'll have some more time too after you're done with uh, this busy part of your life to kind of mm-hmm. hop back into some more training. You know, and that's the good thing is as soon as I'm I'm done, it kind of goes back to normal and it's like, okay, let's uh take a step back and kind of look at, okay, how can we improve on what we're doing? Yeah. Since I'll I'll actually be approaching, I might actually keep, you know, some of those sessions, but then maybe my easier session is a longer yeah. ride um or Maybe um, I do, you know, just kind of change it up so that it right. so that it doesn't burn you out. Yeah, I think that's part of the the thing too with with training too. It's um, it's not even uh, it's not even like I think some people get caught up on the details with like what their like uh, blocks look like for training. You know, sometimes it's just doing something different, yeah, which is really important. Just doing something that is uh, not even specific to your training, like. You know, for a lot of the races that I'm going to do this year, they're going to they're going to be shorter races, um, some criteriums. We'll see about maybe some cyclocross in the fall, you know, probably some BMX throughout the year, too. Um, but I think going into May, like my big thing is I'm probably going to do a lot of long rides in a lot of the zone, too, because I've been spending a lot of time doing some high intensity work on Zwift, doing a lot of racing. That's really what I've been doing the most of over the last couple of months. So I think what my body could benefit from in terms of a change is just something in the opposite direction, which is getting outside, getting some sun, some vitamin D, some bigger hours, some longer rides, some lower intensity, kind of letting that system cool off a little bit and just switching it up and kind of like uh, flowing with the seasons. Um, because, yeah, I've got no racing going on the calendar for May, at least none that I'm really aware of yet. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of just important to like switch things up a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, the last thing I'll touch on is the, the good thing about all this is that I don't really have to change my swimming either. Oh, um, yes. I, I can still get component. a quality 2,000 yard swim in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've been doing with that recently, at least, is either pretty much doing uh, one workout a week where it's like high intensity, 100 meter or 100 yard intervals, um, 500 yard intervals, like between speed and like longer intervals and then also too just uh you know non-stop swimming focusing on form for 2000 yards yeah so that's that's kind of what i'm doing is i I just kind of took a step back and just said okay let's focus on what i can manage you know and then you know i'm not going to be i'm going to be realistic with it i'm really just focusing on let's not lose fitness you know yeah that's that's goal to have that's like my a goal right now it's like, right. let's just not lose fitness. So yeah. I, that, that's how I'm approaching it. And um, I, th- I think a lot of people can benefit from that because a lot of people kind of get caught up in what's going to be the best for me for the time I have. And a lot of people, I think, will say, okay, well, let's just kill it. Because that's how I was. It was I f- and just recently, I, I improved on it where 
I said, let's do the workout today to the fullest extent so that it doesn't affect my workout tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. that was kind of what I focused on. And it's the whole thing with um, do less. I think doing less is more in the long term, you know? So that that's kind of where I'm at. And for just like a couple weeks time, right now it fits to do a little bit more high intensity for the time I have allotted. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good strategy. And, and, you know, of course, as I've said very many times in the past, and I continue to iterate many times, training is extremely fake. It doesn't actually exist. <laughs> it's very not real. So, Ryan, the approach that you're taking where you're not burning yourself out and you're making sure that you can at least do something every single day is much more effective than, than some uh, very complicated training program that is also extremely fake that you can't follow because it's too hard to do. Yeah, training's a marathon, man. No, it's fake. It's, it's not fake. A train's a, it's sorry. Fake. Train's a marathon. It's uh, very fake. fake. It's, not, yeah. it's not a marathon. Yeah, it's extremely fake. Um, are you planning on doing Toad? Yes, sir. I uh, I am doing Tour of America's Dairyland this year. I will be working the event. Oh, that's right. Uh, yes, Rick's going to be yes, working sir. again. Let's yeah. give it up for Rick. Thank you. Thank if you, you see him on the course, say hello. Say hello. Give me a shout out. Yeah, so uh, as, as some we of you... Get, may, we should actually get... Um, I'm trying, bike to race. I'm trying to get Tommy to work it again too. Oh, we should get uh, Bike Race Weekly, like a banger board, shirts. a banger board, what banger if we board? buy one banger board. We should, we should get you like t-shirts. What to if wear I use all? Banger board. All right, so to give a little, well, we bit, can make t-shirts. Anna's got her cricket. We should absolutely. So to give a little bit of a background, um, some of you may know if you've been listening for a while, but when we were in college, um, we had a buddy that had a hookup with the Tour of America's Dairyland, hands down the best race in America, our favorite race where uh, we would work it in college. I actually didn't work it in college, but I know you guys worked it while you were in school. Yeah, and then I only did it for two years. After school, I started working it as well. And this was kind of, you know, when we were college kids, it was a great summertime job. It paid, paid pretty well. good. Yeah. It was a week's worth of work. And now that we are uh, mid to late 20s adults that have full-time jobs that make stable incomes, for some reason, we still tend to work it uh, every single year. Not all of us. Ryan has been done with that. But uh, my friend and other listener of the podcast, Tommy, uh, will come back and listen to or work it. We really don't need the money. We have it's so <laughs> funny because it's just like, oh, do you guys like need the money or something? No, no. <laughs> so uh, we just kind of do it to like because we hate ourselves. Dude, no, it's fun, dude. I love doing it. I love being involved with the event, and so it pays. Uh, I think it. I mean, it pays pretty good. Like you know, like I think we'll probably. I think I'm going to end up making like somewhere between 13 to 1500 bucks for the week of doing it. I use my paid time off. So that's just like, I'm getting paid for my other job while I'm working it. So it works out pretty good, but I'm kind of thinking that I might just take all that money and just put it up as my own premiums throughout the week. That's you know, kinda cool. isn't that kind of cool? Like I don't need the money, but why don't I just like, you know, put it up as uh, you know, these are the bike race weekly premiums, you know? 200 bucks on the back side of the course. I mean, or you could take it and buy like a mountain bike or something because you don't have a mountain bike. Dude, I don't have a mountain bike, but when this Are you is looking, a, by the way? Absolutely. This is a whole other podcast, okay. but the shortage of bikes right now is unreal. It's unreal. The used market for bikes is unreal. Again, this is a whole other podcast, so we will talk about that another time. Yeah, I actually have a lot to say on the I used got, market right got now. got a lot to say. Maybe that will be our next podcast. Yeah, that's a good one. You should honestly sell all your bikes, but that, again, another, another <laughs> sell podcast. Sell your bikes, people. Sell your bikes. Yeah, but I'm so I'm going to be working Tour of America's Dairyland. I'm going to be on the crew. I'm going to be racing it every single day. Another perk. I'm getting kind of old, so it's going to be really hard to do like six hours of manual labor a day and then race my bike and do that 
that for 11 days straight, but I freaking love it. So I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, I'm going to probably race the Intelligentsia Cup this year as well. And if I'm around, I'm, I would love to do Gateway this year too. Sure. But Gateway is pretty close to your uh, half Iron Man. Before, so yeah, I so probably you're that. probably gonna be out, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'm <laughs> gonna do really any crit racing this year. It depends, really. Yeah, I can't I, wait for you to be done with Iron Manning and triathloning, and then I don't just know, be back man. into bike racing. You know, I don't know. The more I do triathlon, the more I kind of just really dig it. Once you're 35, though, and you've, you're busy with life, and you're like. Hey man, this whole thing worth like bike racing where I only got to train like five hours a week. It's kind of nice. I might just stick with this. Well, you know, the uh, thing I see is, it coming. Is, I see know, it coming. The thing is that it's just, it changes it up so much. Um, the triathlon community, I'm not, I'm sorry to say this, but the triathlon community is just so much better. I, the I race a, coverage is just so much better for, okay. Hot take, two hot takes. First of all, I, every triathlon is doing what cycle like cycling just refuses to do i i'm on this train now i've really i've adjusted my mindset and i'm i'm transcending uh uh common commentary with this one right here the road racing community is great it is fantastic and that's not even a tongue-in-cheek statement i'm being completely serious here's the thing racing is very intense right do I want to go up to a to a parking lot with a bunch of dudes warming up for their race and uh, you know be like all happy and like talking to each no, other? No, that's not what I'm talking Absolutely about. Absolutely not. I that's want not somebody. About, I want somebody screaming at me going into the same corner. I want somebody chopping my wheel and blaming myself <sighs> for their crash. I love the road racing community and I don't want it to ever change. I don't think it should change. It's not gravel racing. It's not triathlon. It's completely different. I've got a lot of talk. I've got a lot of thoughts. When I say the community, um, things like, you know, every single professional triathlete triathlete has a proper website, a proper YouTube channel. Okay, I will Um, agree. They give they give really good coverage of women's races where it's kind of like mountain biking, where the women of triathlon are just as big as the men of triathlon. Every single race, you have ten people that could all win the race, like. And then during the races, they are so engaging because they are the the standings of the top five are just constantly changing. I'll agree with you on the website and the social media presence, and that's great. I think the only team that does that really well on the cycling side is Legion of Los Angeles. But I do not agree with you with the interest in the racing. I don't necessarily think that triathlon racing triathlon is, is definitely way much bigger than bike racing. By the way. Bigger, yes. Bigger. No, I'm just talking about the how interesting the racing oh, okay. is. Got it. And because the only reason why the racing is interesting for you is because you follow all of these athletes and their stories in the social media realm. Well, that's right? what I'm saying is like cycling almost refuses to do that. I don't think it's cycling. I think it's um I think it's individual teams and I think it's a lot of individual riders have a, a kind of this resistance to like social like creating the brand like they have a resistance to branding themselves and i kind of mentioned that like i think legion is starting to do that where it's like creating a brand that happens to be a team but it's almost a brand first but i feel like on triathlon all of these athletes are obsessed with branding themselves they all have their own merch dude Mm -hmm. like if i it's it's 2021 if i can't buy merch from you i don't even think you're a pro athlete all my all my t-shirts by the way i'm wearing 
uh, merch. I know from you're wearing merch. An esport athlete yeah. that I literally just got like two hours ago. You know how there's this big. Debate? I only buy like YouTuber merch now. You, that's that's my clothes. You know how there's this big debate where it's like, oh, what defines a pro cyclist or a pro triathlon? Do you have to get paid a certain amount to really be a pro? It's like no, you have to have merch. If I don't care if you're making a million dollars a year, if you don't have merch, you're not a pro. Well, we're going to have to have Bike Race Weekly merch and then we'll be pros, right? Yeah, that's honestly, that's where my brain kind of went is there that we're so close to being professional athletes. All we're all we need to do is make a T-shirt and we're pros. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this merchless society that I'm merchless part of. society. Yeah. You know, that's what's killing brick yeah. and mortar. Hey. We we did our YouTuber merch. YouTuber merch is for sure killing a lot of things. <laughs> Probably Chinese sweatshops. That's too. why Sears went out of business. <laughs> it's YouTube merch. Hey, we said it on a couple podcasts ago uh, on the USA Crits preview where we were talking about some of the men's teams. Dude, some of these teams have cool designs. Uh, Legion, I can buy merch from. Legion, Guess yeah. Guess who's a pro Which team? Which they do do merch. Guess who's a pro team? Legion. Automatic Racing. Love the jerseys, love the shirts, love the hoodies or sweaters they wear. Where's my merch, dude? I want merch. I'm so I don't know. Maybe they do really well with kits and stuff, but Who I does? don't think like teams. Oh, I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think t- kits are the way to go unless they had more of like a. We're just releasing a cool um, kit that has a small logo. There's there's still like a big... Legion if they just put like a small chest pocket logo. On like a all blue kind of kit. I think it would actually sell better than their actual team kit. Yeah. yeah. I think there's still too much of a stigma. There's such a stigma. Wearing a team kit. Yeah. Um, so I think I totally agree that like I think if Legion wanted to improve their kit game. Because you can buy a Legion kit. But I think they would be better off selling uh, like a, I would call it like maybe the amateur kit or the non-pro kit or something else. Right. Like where it's yeah. a sick Legion design. They're, yeah. If they just went like all blue with like a white stripe or something yeah. with the the lion logo on the chest pocket I, I would buy that'd that be, that'd be so cool i would buy that the only thing is that, i would race in that kit yeah and... the only thing is is that those kind of kits cost like 400 dollars. so dude do maybe like, maybe do like, like they do club fit yeah i mean maybe they do make money off of that but i feel like that's really hard to get people to spend 400 bucks well i think they do make money off it i think the problem is that there's probably a whole lot of people that want to buy that kit but like they're not going to buy that kit just for the reason that it's too much of a replica of the legion kit yeah yeah but i mean like t-shirts and stuff like i'll pretty much buy a t-shirt or like a hat or like a coffee cup yeah from like from any of the youtubers i watch i do like supporting yeah i do like supporting uh like whatever youtubers or different creators that way like i do i bought merch before and bought stuff like i think it's pretty cool i almost wish though that there was more like i wish these teams would also just like set up patreons i think that would be also cool like easy ways to donate yeah i know again we talked about legion a lot this episode they they did like a gofundme to just get like some extra cash yeah and i think that would actually be kind of cool too is like these teams should just have like a patreon or like a gofundme and like every every like week they have like some exclusive content or they do like a uh like a live oh um i don't know if you saw this and i can't remember where they posted this either i think it was instagram yeah but after their gofundme lesion actually posted where like they said this is the money we got and this is where the money is going to be going so they actually laid out how they're going to spend the money and if like in their videos and stuff because they do make great videos if they just said like uh we appreciate all of you and to continue doing this we really appreciate any kind of donations even if it's like a dollar yeah um, that's cool yeah, put that's it really here great. and then like you know at the end of the year or something or like every quarter just say like 
thank you so much for the the GoFundMe. This yeah. is how we've used the money, and this is like what you're doing to um, promote, you know, like our team and our vision. Yeah, I so I actually listened to a podcast lately, recently with um, it was Justin Williams and I I forget who his co-host was, but it was a Cycling Tips produced podcast, yeah. and they talked about like just like Legion getting up and going and like the GoFundMe stuff. And I thought that was actually like a super interesting podcast because they actually talked about, um, if you want to find out, find that podcast, just go to like the cycling tips podcast page. It's probably one of the the more recent ones. Uh, it's called from the gun. And they actually talked about like that exact thing where it's like where their money is going and like their GoFundMe. They actually like, they get a lot of criticism because people think that they're not transparent with how they spend their money or where their money goes and I always think that's silly. It's like, dude, if you're donating to a team, like you're not donating for them to do something that you think they should be doing with their money. You're like, you're donating your money because you just like the team. It's, you know, it's like when you buy merch, right? Yeah. Do you care what that YouTuber or that creator does with your money? Absolutely not. You just want to support them. And yeah. like, they could be, you know, like smoking crack behind an Arby's. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you like them enough to buy their merch, they're... Like yeah. you've probably watched enough and trust them enough to continue making yeah. really good content. So I feel, yeah, exactly. I feel bad that like the, a team like Legion who like, I mean, they're maybe the most dominant crit team right now. Right. But they're not like made of money. The the fact that they have to like validate all this money they get. And I'm sure they've gotten a good amount of money in the last year. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, like do whatever you want with that money. I hope they buy Lamborghinis and, <laughs> and not pay their riders. I Let's think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I think that'd be great. Like, I think that's what they should do with their money. And I feel like they should stop telling people. It's like, dude, like it's, it's our cause. It's our team. Like, you know, if you donate, you're donating to the team. Simple as that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts? I mean, we're just waiting on uh, people to get here. We're yeah, watching we're, the we're, Ben Asker and Jake Paul fight tonight. Yeah, we're so we're so stoked having a little fight night after this. Uh, Ryan, really quick predictions. Who do you think is going to win this fight? Tonight? All right, yeah, a little spinoff uh, tonight. So I actually have um, some, you know, gold coins uh, placed on this this fight. Oh, you do you? I do too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have Ben Askren winning in. Five or six. Really? Yeah. I have uh, Jake Paul winning straight up. It's just a straight really? up. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's with, uh, it's with your brother. Uh, we, oh, with your brother? Yeah, your brother, brother Matt. Yeah, possible listener to the podcast. I don't know how often he listens, but Matt, Matt, your brother, does this thing where... Uh, okay, so background on Matt. He knows things about fighting. Um, so he yeah. has... When he picks a favorite or he, he picks like a money line or whatever, he has good reasoning behind it. But because he has good reasoning behind things, I understand nothing about fighting. So it makes me want to bet on whatever he's not betting on. Like I bet against him. Yeah. Because sure. if, if I win and he loses, I look really smart. That's the thing, you know. Like I, hate I like this I, because like I knew Rick something. always wins these. I, I picked I picked Tom Brady. I go off on the stupidest intuitions, right? For the Super Bowl, I'm like, Tom Brady does not know how to lose Super Bowls. He wins all the Super Bowls and nobody believed me. I'm like, dude, that's a skill you can't put quantitative data on. He just knows how to win Super Bowls. Same thing with uh, Logan Paul. Dude, Ben Askren, great boxer. You mean Jake Paul. Jake, sorry, Jake Paul, excuse me. Don't get him Jake, wrong. Ben Askren Gosh. does not know how to handle the pressure of social media in a giant YouTuber fight, which is what this is. He's fighting. He's not fighting a fighter. He's fighting a YouTuber and his followers. That's really who he's fighting. Jake, The power of Jake Paul's followers. Um. 
So that doesn't really add up to me. That's why I win these bets because nobody understands yeah, my, I guess, my logic. I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, after seeing Ben Askren during his like open sparring match, open sparring this week and stuff, that dude looks like a guy who fought in the UFC for ten years. Yeah, or not UFC, but he was a professional fighter. He was a how many top f- contender in two different fighting mm-hmm. leagues, and then he had a stint in the UFC for that. He went, I think three and one or four and one yeah but how many youtube subscribers does he have how many no he had more views on his youtube videos uh doing like press than jake paul did i'm just saying he's fighting somebody that's in the the 10 millions in terms of youtube subscribers and instagram i I think he has like a million now this will make you not yeah this will make him famous but it's gonna make somebody else a little bit more famous. That's true. Yeah. Hey, that's true. Yeah. You know, Rick's just a Jake Pollard. I'm that's a Jake really Pollard, it. He's dude. Jake I, Pollard. I He's the got merch. the merch. I got the merch. I'm wearing Jake Paul pants right now. He's wearing Jake Paul pants right now. Yeah. It's. I thought it was weird, but hey, you know, if anybody, I'm gonna put this out there, and once this podcast goes live, it goes live. But Jake Paul will win this fight, and I'm gonna look really smart. So you know, you can tweet at us. Hey, Rick, nice pick. You know, who's gonna win this fight or that fight? And I'm gonna. Just tell you how many YouTube followers they have and if they're going to win the fight or not. Yeah, so if you're interested in Rick's hot takes, go follow him on TikTok. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I dance and then, <laughs> and then give you good advice on uh, fighting picks. <laughs> what do you think about this one? This one guy is undefeated. Eh, I'd well, go with the other guy. Let me hit my renegade and give you an answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> all right ryan well i i think with that we probably should wrap this podcast up it's getting it's uh it's getting off the rails a little bit but you know if anybody wants to follow us we're on all of your favorite social media channels uh facebook instagram twitter hit us up send us a dm tweeted us um you know yeah whatever go and follow us there and yeah ryan is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up nothing else uh thanks everyone for listening uh, apologies for the uh I don't know, not po- posting as much as we used to. Uh, that'll change soon. So, yeah, look, look out for more. Yeah, cool. All right, well, until next time. Thanks, everybody.